Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. I am joined today by a fabulous girl, one of my favorite girls of all time. Um, And she's here for the season one finale. Um, She is an award-winning mixologist, world-famous artist, entrepreneur, you name it. She does it and doesn't just do it. She succeeds at it. This is Marina Mercer Barini. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> How are you? God, thank you so much for having me on. It means so much. And it's just like, I'm so proud of you and everything you've done with this podcast. And it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love our little love fest going on over here. <laughs> I love you more. Oh, I love it. Well, listen, I am just thrilled to have you in the penthouse. So, um, Let's just get started. Let's do it. All right. So, girls, so let's just kind of get to know a little bit more of a backstory on Marina. Um, Are you from Vegas? I am. So I'm actually born and raised here. I'm a second generation. Both my parents were born and raised here. And I have two little baby boys Ah! that are third generation. So it's like super rare in Las Vegas. That is rare. Yeah. I mean, because you, I mean, you know, I mean, I've lived here for 15 years and, and um, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously not from here, but. It is rare. You talk that you talk. I've been here that long, and I still rarely t- find people that say they're that they're from here, <laughs> and let alone second and third generation. I had a funny Las Vegas story. My Tell me. name. I'm actually named after a Las Vegas casino, a hotel and casino. It's called the Marina. Um, my dad drove by it on the way to the hospital, and it's actually still there. The MGM Grand bought it okay. and uh, painted it green, and oh made really? It into oh, so the it's MGM. just like on so that it's property. Like, it's like it's there. Like the heart of the MGM is Marina. Oh my yeah. gosh! Ooh, I love it. I love that story. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So Marina is just she's the heartbeat that drives the the rhythm of the Las Vegas Strip, honey. <laughs> I I love that. So. Born and raised in Las Vegas. Um, what was it about Las Vegas that made you want to stay here? I feel like Las Vegas is like the world's best kept secret as yeah. far as like towns go. It's such has like such strong communal ties. It's such a beautiful place. I love the mountains. Um, but I actually grew up really, really modest. And um, I was only allowed to go to the Las Vegas trip one time a year. Um, so it was like as soon as I turned 18 and could go work on Las Vegas Strip, it was the first thing I wanted to do. I love, well, one time a year, does that mean like on your birthday? Or on what? my birthday, exactly. I love it. And where was your go-to place growing up that you can remember? Because I mean, the Las oh, Vegas totally Strip remember. changes all the time. Uh, yeah. So what was it then? It was the Caesars Palace Forum Shops and yes. I would go have a McDonald's burger. Yeah, Because I am fancy. <laughs> yeah, she pulled, you know... Spare no expense yeah, for, the, like for the birthday. Okay. No, I know. I, guess. <laughs> I had a happy meal. <laughs> Listen, I'd be lying if I said I haven't gone to that McDonald's too. So don't even... <laughs> I love it. Well, what did your parents do? Um, so my mom actually worked in the phone company, which okay. was a thing before we had Right, before phones. we all had cell phones. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, my dad had worked in casinos when I was younger too. So what was it? I mean, we're going to go through your very impressive resume here, but, but what was it just in general? that drew you to hospitality and mixology and being a part of that world? I think probably growing up so modest um, and like being a moth to the flame and just really drawn to mm-hmm. Las Vegas Strip. There was such a glamour. that There I is a glam to it, oh, isn't there? totally. Yeah. And I had no idea that that really existed. So I was really attracted to it. Um, and then so I started working in a steakhouse as a hostess on my 18th birthday. And... As I was getting closer and closer to 21, I started talking to you know, some guests that would come in, and they were actually from a neighboring property at the time, and they created a job for me called Tequila Goddess, because yes. I knew I was turning 21. Yeah. Um, so actually, on my 21st birthday, I got to go out to the town of Tequila and live and work in different distilleries. Oh, wow. Um, what a really, great opportunity. Yeah, and really fell in love with the spirit of Mexico in every capacity. Um, got on a plane, came home, um, started 
overseeing, and this was 15 years ago to age myself, um, but one of the largest tequila selections in the country. And then I started getting, you know, offers to consult all around the country. Um, and it was just natural for me to kind of get into mixing and cocktails. And I really excelled in alchemy. I'd always loved chemistry and science. And so the alchemy of, of cocktails is something I just started creating and I started faring really well, um, winning competitions, lots of mixology competitions. Um, my most recent one was in Morocco. Um, in the the souks of marrakesh where i won a global title um honey <laughs> i mean girl i'm like i mean seriously like you that's so impressive obviously um and, and i mean and yeah there is i think you know what it's funny it's tr- it is true that i think that this i'll call i'll just call it this world you know that you're that you work in there are so many really creative and 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 uh, innovative roles and opportunities that I think most of the general public doesn't even know about, you know? So when you said that, when you said, oh, you know, that it, there was just so much more excitement to, to this world than some people realize, I totally get it. You know what I mean? And you get to be creative and you get to, like you said, you come come up with innovative and um, really wonderful t- cocktails and uh, just, you get to play with all the colors and the textures and the flavors and the everything. <laughs> and so, yeah, for the last 10 years, I've um, been with the Cosmopolitan where we created the, pro- the cocktail program there. Yeah. So you were the, you started off as the general manager of the Chandelier Bar, correct? correct. And you were the, ch- the chef mixologist. Correct. So tell me um, about that. Girl. So I got to design for 24 different cocktail menus across property. Um, so it's in different restaurants and bars and really just kind of delve into each like if um, different styles of cuisine. I got to get into the culture, the literature. Um, so all of my cocktails really became these love stories to whatever I was studying or really in. I feel like I'm almost like, um, I don't know, like a character actor of sorts yeah. and really kind of dive in. That's actually something I wanted to ask you. When you are creating a cocktail, um, does your I would imagine your inspiration for each individual cocktail and is based on that venue or based on a story that you're trying to tell? Absolutely. Um, I almost like drive myself mad in, in the pursuit of uh, being creative uh, and really just kind of for days and days and really get into it and study. So everything is inspired by the venue, the spirits, the energy, um, the, the food, things like that. So what is that process look like give me a little bit of a deeper look into that is that a matter of you kind of shadowing the current employees or talking to the executive chef or like where what do, where do you start when you're trying to understand their story so you can tell it in the cocktails yeah um I, all of that i love to kind of speak to the people that have created the concept first and see where their inspiration is so i can kind of pick up where they left off um and then speaking with the chef anybody that's creating whether it's you know the designers um just so we're all kind of you know reading from the same book Mm -hmm. um but then i love history and literature so if it's um i did like a really high-end chinese restaurant and i studied all literature um just everything to do with, with China um, to be able to interpret that into really beautiful stories with each cocktail. I'm sure it's unique every, in every experience, but um, I'm just curious as a creative type, like how long does that process usually take you? Yeah. So every, like you said, everyone is different. And I have almost sometimes what I, I think is almost like writer's block um, right. <laughs> where sometimes you just, I try to fall into the spaces in between. And sometimes when you're not trying is when you really get your best results. So sometimes it's a little bit more contrived, but for the most part, I just try to make it part of like my everyday routine. Sure. Almost like, you know, like getting into that character. Sure. Um, so then it, it just starts to become so organic and a reflection of, of who you oh, are at that yeah. moment. No, I, 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 I hear you. So actually, I want to talk a little bit more um, details and specifics about your time at the Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, one of my favorite properties on the Las Vegas Strip. When I moved to Las Vegas um, back in 2005, it was not built yet. Um, I, it, there was just a hole there. There was a hole where like that whole city center um, site, that construction site, was you know, not even being built up yet. And so to be able to see uh, the entire process uh, at least for, as an outsider looking in and see the the, the growth and the buildup of it and then obviously meeting you around that time uh, through one of our mutual friends Kristen Vesely hey Kristen hey girl <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I've been able to I feel like I've been able to have uh, one of the front row seats to y- your brilliance <laughs> and, and it, it's just so it's always so inspiring to watch you and her work um, but can you tell me a little bit more about what that what is it the process of opening 
a property of that magnitude on the Las Vegas and, and, and such an important city like the Las Vegas Strip. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, I got to do it with with Kristen and our, our other friend, Andrew Pollard. We all became the best of friends through that project. Um, and I think a lot of our naivety of how huge the project was or was going to be really helped us because it helped ground us. We didn't really know how big things were going to be. Um, in Isn't it fun? Because yeah. then, and then it, do you think it would have made you nervous if you had, oh, a better, had, a, had a more clear grasp on the magnitude of what you were doing? Oh, absolutely. I wish I could go back to that naivety. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What do we say? Ignorance is bliss sometimes, yeah. which I, oh. I don't like. That's kind of a crass ex- expression, but it really is. Uh, I'll take some bliss. Give it to me. Girl, no, me too. Because I say it to myself all the time. I'm like, ah, I'm just so smart now and life is so stressful I was so much more happy when I was dumb (laughs) Um, but yeah with uh, Kristen and Andrew we got to design um, all of the cocktail program and mixology and cocktails were just burgeoning at that time it was such a nascent scene and um to be able to do something so cool and so different and that meant so much to so many people. Um, it, it was just, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and it's just such a beautiful memory. And the three of us really did become the best of friends. Yeah, you and did. Like life changing. Um, I was just talking with them today, just about the opportunities and our paths and how things have changed so much, but what a, what a beautiful time. And, you know, I always just look back with fond memories and know that it was just an amazing opportunity. And how long were you there? 10 years. So I just left when we all got 2020. Yeah, me um, too, to girl. <laughs> to start my own company, which is called Wonderlush. Um, and it's cocktail consulting and branding. So I've got to work on a lot of really fun uh, projects. And I feel like 2020 has really affected the way that we look at projects and, you know, make things happen. And so I've been doing lots of really fun cocktail classes and talk cocktail kits. And um, it's really helped me learn a lot about myself. So in regards to the Cosmo, I'm wondering, um, it, this might be hard to answer, okay. but I'm curious, is there um, a memory that sticks out or a, 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 an accomplishment or a specific accomplishment or success that really shines bright in your memory during your time there? Oh God, that's, that's a lot of memories yeah. to go through. I mean, that's a lot of, I know, and I know, I, but I'm just curious, you know, you have to have at least a couple favorite um, accomplishments there, uh, whether it be a cocktail, a specific cocktail or something you did at a specific venue or just a memory with Kristen and Andrew. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. Um, or all of the above. All of the above checked. <laughs> but um, no, so um, my kind of legacy, my claim to fame is a cocktail I created for the Chandelier Bar called the Verbena Cocktail. Um, it's being coined right now as the most popular cocktail on the Las Vegas Strip. Yes. Um, with over 800,000 of them sold. Tell us about over the, the cocktail. Last 10 years. Um, it's, a, it's a play on a margarita. Um, so it is tequila based. Uh, ginger, yuzu, lemon, but the garnish on it is the really fun part. It's a buzz button or a Szechuan flower, which is this natural alkaloid. Um, so you eat this flower and it speeds up your salivary glands and makes you what's called a super taster. So as you Ooh. eat this flower, your tongue starts to tingle. I would um, love that. Like, I just like have the vision of like that descriptor being under my name as like a job title. Just <laughs> what did you call it super, super taster, taster. <laughs> so super taster is an actual phenomena it's with people certain people have um their taste buds packed more densely than others oh, so I they see. do taste on a higher level oh that's um, interesting i didn't yeah, know yeah yeah some people um so i i'm not one unfortunately on my own um but it's it's a really cool phenomena and uh, so that buzz button and that cocktail meant so many to so many so much to so many people whenever i would travel anywhere i would go if i even mentioned i worked like usually on a uh, uh, airplane when I'm sitting there, where do you work? Las Vegas, so cool. I work at the Cosmopolitan. They always say, oh my gosh, have you ever tried that flower drink? Um, Because it actually wasn't even on any menu. It was all word of mouth, but people just really fell in love with that. I love that. Actually, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that that strategy was a little bit, at least in my memory, unique to the Cosmo. There were a couple quote unquote secret things that were word of mouth, but they, but like you felt special when you knew about it. You know what I mean? Like there's, there, there's a more, a couple things like that at the Cosmo, right? It is. And it's really funny. The Cosmopolitan when we opened had such like-minded people that really wanted to do something kind of different 
Um, but it wasn't in a contrived way. Like we're going to make the secret. Everyone's going to fall in love with it. Um, it was the clientele we, we talked about wanting to appeal to was the curious class and people I like that, that. that want to have the thrill of discovery and, and are looking for different things. Um, so it was just like this organic journey that fortunately people really, really liked. I love it. Well, they did, honey. And how, <laughs> how, I mean, how exciting is that? That's like being, that's like being recognized in public, you know, when, yeah. when somebody just comes to you and says, have you tried that cocktail? And they don't even know it was you who created it. <laughs> yeah. And even now I'm doing these classes all around the country. Yeah. And if I ever mention the Cosmopolitan during my, about my interim there, someone always brings it up inevitably, no matter where they are at the, in the country, they've had that, yeah. that drink. So it's really, really cool. I've had people even approach me. They've had Verbena themed birthday parties. This guy went and got like buzz buttons. Like, I love it. And does, how does that make you feel? I mean, try, I mean, I, I'm sure it's, it's a good feeling. Of course, I, it's going to mm-hmm. sound like a silly question, <laughs> but you know, can you articulate that, that feeling for me when you hear these things, when you hear people responding so um, extensively and so lovingly to something you created. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's a super cool feeling to know that something I did means something to someone or that they remembered it or had a good memory. Cocktails for me are supposed to be fun and, and experiences. My my style of creating is I've always said experiential cocktails. So it's really cool if someone enjoyed that experience enough to want to try it again, do it again, tell their friends and about it. And then also tell their friends about it. Yeah. yeah. Or even strangers. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh wow! No, I mean it. It is. I mean, it, I mean, hey, if we're not having good experiences when we're drinking, I don't want to. I know what the other option is. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm curious. When you're creating, do you personally have a preference or a favorite spirit to use when you're creating? I don't have a favorite. Child. Do you think you go through phases? <laughs> I do. You know, like, you know, you're in a tequila phase for a minute and then you're back to vodka, our favorite vodka, Elix. No. <laughs> I can tell. So I can look back at my work and maybe like a songwriter might be like this or something, but like I can look up back at my work and know kind of what stage of my life I create it uh-huh. because it's such a personal reflection of who I was at that moment. Like I can tell what syrups I used or how I named it. Um, because everything is very, you know, visceral when it comes to cocktails and sure. creating for me. Um, so yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a favorite, but I, I, I do That's go okay. through, fa- I'm just curious. I, yeah, I do go through no. phases. Um, I mean like, Hey, champagne is always good. Right. Uh, <laughs> it makes everything better. Champagne makes everything better. Yeah. I no. I hey, I get it. I was just curious. You know, I mean, especially, and I, I, I'm sure most creative types can relate to that. Whatever it is that you create, it is. It's like you said. It's it's hard to pick a favorite child. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, reversely, I have to ask: Do you ever look back on anything that you've done? Maybe probably early in your career that you look back on now and you're like, what, what was I thinking? <laughs> All of the time. All the time. Uh, what do you mean, girl? <laughs> I have always been like very critical of my work in retrospect, um, but it's how you learn. Um, but when I f- first started with cocktails, I was just, I had always loved chemistry. I had dropped out of school to get into cocktails. So wait, when did you drop out of school? I didn't know this. Uh, really early on. Oh, ooh, yeah. like, but you mean early in college yeah, or early I, in high school? Okay. Go. <laughs> just when curious. I was four. No, okay, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> you were like, you were like kindergarten. You're like, forget this. I'm not doing I this. I'm going to go into, I'm going to go into mixology. <laughs> I don't need a bottle. I need a cocktail Give me a cocktail. <laughs> Um, but I really just always loved chemistry. And so I really latched onto something called molecular mixology. And that's actually how I made my name in competing, um, was different types of molecular states and cocktails. And my nickname even was Miss Wizard. Yeah. Like journalists and stuff writing about it because it was such a new thing and no one was really doing it. But I just, I, I was enamored with it. Um, and I was invited early on to do a competition for pizza cocktails because, you know, pizza and cocktails are a thing. Um, and I did this whole like crazy cocktail where I like baked a pizza crust on the outside of a martini glass and did a Parmesan oh, wow. cheese, wow. warm foam and like things that are, are pretty actually disgusting. Um, no, <laughs> but, but where do you like, where do you, I mean, this is, again, I'm not trying to sound crass but like Mm -hmm. where do you where does your mind go when you come up with something like that 
And so a lot of Because it's so impressive. People always ask about like, is it hard to create cocktails or is it hard to name cocktails? And I'm like, honestly, no, like that's just where my brain always goes is creating. And I love creating in flavor. That's like my chosen art. Oh, I like that. I get I can, the way you describe it, that that sounds, that's understandable. Flavor on flavor. Some people, you know, artists paint or things I create in flavor. Um, It's like the rest of life that I'm kind of figuring out. Okay. uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Stop it. As far as it comes to like, (laughs) cocktails it's just such a natural thing for me listen i think the rest of life you're still doing pretty you're still winning (laughs) over there too you have two beautiful children and a a wonderful husband so you're you're still winning over there too i love it (laughs) listen so i'd love to talk to you more about some of your um, experience in competitions so for people who who maybe aren't as familiar with this world can you kind of just um give them a little bit of an insight into how um, amazing it is and how t- how many talented artists are involved and what these competi- what the competition life looks like. Yeah, so I started uh, cocktail competitions when there were very, very few in the beginning, you know, almost 15 years ago. Um, but I always, I've, a lot of people don't realize about me, but I'm actually like very shy um, and it's my worst fear to like, present or public speak or those kind of things. Because the competitions are obviously in front of an audience, correct? You almost always in front of an audience, you're being judged, your peers are there. So it's like the most terrifying thing for me. So I was like, I got to do it. Right. Um, That's, I always want to push myself into that and overcome my, um, I don't know, maybe that's called a masochist. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I'm girl, you know me. You know I'm the same way. I, I tend to go after things that I'm afraid of. You yeah, know? absolutely. I'm always about getting outside of my comfort zone yeah. and challenging myself. So I started doing competitions and my first competition I, I won. Um and then I, I just snap, started. Snap, like, snap, she won. Uh, what was just, what was the name of that competition? So it was uh, a Trace Generations um Sousa okay. uh, tequila competition. I love it. Mm-hmm. And what did you make? Um, I made actually the cocktail that inspired that. The one from Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a a funny story. So you're still winning. And she's still winning 15 years later. (laughs) Um, But I've had some really great experiences um, through competitions and just through the spirits uh, culture as well. You know, I filmed shows in, in chateaus in France. Um, I got to compete on, in the streets of, uh, Marrakesh and, um, I've really gotten to travel the world and do really, really cool stuff with really great people. I think that's something that's always drawn me to it is just the creative people that are part of those competitions and just so much fun. And I've just made, you know, the best of friends through that environment. So out of all the places that you've been, uh, with again, another hard question, <laughs> Do you have a favorite place uh, that, that you that you've traveled to and been able to work in worldwide? Oh, that's really hard. I think every. Then give me your top three. I'll make it easier. Um, and you have to answer because I gave you three. I gave you three choices. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, New Orleans is one okay. of my favorite cities. Tales of the cocktail. Tales of the cocktail. Um, it's just it's like summer camp for yes! like cocktail for the nerds. for the mythology world. Yeah, yeah. Like lots of booze, <laughs> and um, you get to see everybody. Yeah. you get to see people that you you know your colleagues from around mm. the world. And when I first got into this career, there weren't a lot of people really embracing cocktails. You know, okay. drinking has always been a thing, but um, but actually embracing the passion yeah. behind the story or behind the creation of a cocktail. Absolutely. So it's a pretty small community and it's just, it's grown, it's grown so lot, much. Yeah. So it's really, really cool that I got to experience it on such an intimate level and meet people that were like-minded. And for me, I think that was almost like the addictive part of it, of seeing like these other people get it. They get me, they're feeling it. We're on the same vibe. Um, so New Orleans is, it's just such a great city. It's a sultry city. It's a beautiful for you know, tourism, but, uh, the, but the it's eating, so hot. It's so hot. No, it's so hot during tales. The eating and so the drinking. Hot. And the culinary scene, the cocktails. And when it gets hot, you just get a frozen Irish coffee from Aaron go. Rose. There you go. Call it a day. All right. New Orleans is one. What New about is one. two more? I would say, um, Marrakesh and Morocco. That yes. was just a beautiful experience. Um, just a beautiful culture. Um, that was when I was just absolutely terrified. Um, to do i was competing in representing the united states and there were so many other talented people from around the world and i always have this like feeling of like i don't belong here these people are amazing oh. i'm so to be able to like actually like win um and then just meet really incredible sure. people and be influenced by their styles and what they're doing and hear their stories 
Um, and we all got to stay in what's called a Riyadh. Um, it's just like, you know, a little apartment for everybody. So we all became really you got fast to bond, friends. Yeah. yeah. So what, and that's the thing. I think, I mean, I really do think that this industry um, is full of some of the, the kindest people, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, you know, obviously a plus. And um, you get to obviously share ideas and connect. And when you're doing, when you're given the opportunity to do those types of things. But I'm also curious, does that, would you describe, you've, you've mentioned it twice now about, you know, just that little bit of fear of presenting in front of large groups and whatnot, um, or feeling that maybe the other competitors um, were in some way better. You know, we all have those internal mm-hmm. um, insecurities as creative types. Does that ever go away? Like, have after, at this point, you've won multiple awards. You've got, you know, you've got people coming up to you in public talking about your cocktails. Does it ever, does it ever subdue or go away at all? Or is the nerve still there? I think the nerves will always still be there. That's just the type of person. But they're I am. good nerves, right? Like you, you utilize them I to, actually to drive the creation. And that's the thing is, I actually, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, yes, I can be uneasy during it, but it drives me to be better and achieve more because I'm always looking for not perfection, but to better myself. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it, it gets a little bit easier. Um, they're more manageable. Right. Yeah. They're manageable, but they're still there. Exactly. I like, like that. I've filmed many things over the years and. Just tape shows and all those kind of things and the more that you do it the more comfortable you get sure, like i'm sure. still pretty nervous all the time but <laughs> <laughs> girl you're a natural <laughs> we you look great on camera um, and you sound great on the show thank you um no but i can relate to that you know i mean for me um as a performing artist you know obviously there's there's nerves attached to that as well but i always remember thinking for myself cuz somebody asked me a similar question at one point in my career that they were like you know what is there a moment that's most nerve-wracking or a moment that's most exciting during the process of doing a, of doing a show. And for me, my biggest thing was that actually I always remembered this and I, I just want to tell you the story. For me, I remember my favorite part of any show I ever did was that moment. There was a couple set like, you know, 30 seconds to a minute where you are, you've been called to the stage and you're on stage set, but the curtain is about to go up. There's that moment of just like, all right, we're here. We did it. I'm in costume. The makeup's here on. Um, we've rehearsed. I've got just the right amount of nerves. And then the rest is excitement. And that's that moment for you because once that curtain goes up, everything else is for them is for the audience, you know, and I feel that you can kind of connect that to what you're doing as well with what you create with cocktails. And then you're give, once it's done and it's on the menu, it's the rest of the experience is for the audience. Absolutely. And I think that we're both adrenaline junkies. And a lot yeah, of we are. Create, like you <laughs> and I didn't mean to go adrenaline. off on a tangent there, but no, <laughs> no. And it's true. And I also even with my company and launching my first product today, it's been like an emotional thing because suddenly I've worked, I've worked this entire year on it and it's been mine and now I've given it to the world. Yes. You've Um, birthed it. Yeah. So let's get there. Let's talk about that because that is obviously one of the reasons you're here and specifically here today. So you're launching today, brand new product that you created from the ground up. Like you've done everything, right? Yes. Okay. So tell, tell the world about Electrodust. Yeah. So, um, obviously 2020 has been a galvanizing year for everyone. Um, and especially Las Vegas. So when things started getting a little crazy, I've always had this idea in my head and with Cosmopolitan or with other places that I had worked, my ideas were always very innovative, um, very first to market and, you know, made a lot of other people a lot of money, which is, I happily and love doing it. Sure. But I was kind of getting to a point in my career of having a little bit more confidence and really wanting kind of ownership over, over my, your ideas. Yeah, yeah. Of my ideas and my intellectual property. Um, so beginning of the year, I started a consulting company. Um, and I had this idea for this product kind of always bouncing around my head with all the other mischief and things in my head. And I just mentioned it to my husband. I was like, you know, I think that this product could be something. And he is, I mean, just, I really won the, the like supportive spouse lottery with him. He is great. He is amazing. And he's so supportive and he's a, and he's cute. He is cute. Um, He has the Hey Girl stamp of approval. I'll let him know. I love that. Um, Yeah, so supportive. And he just jumped right in and really supported me and gave me that confidence to pursue it. We all need that. And uh, so, yeah, it is a first to market, one of a kind um, product. So I basically took my love for the buzz button from the Verbena fame and I invented a 
proprietary process to make it shelf stable and into a powder. And it's a very first to market. I know that because I had to work with, you know, federal agencies and different agencies. So I know that no one else is doing it. Yeah. Um, but through that, I actually filed, my husband and I wrote our own patent as well. So it's a patent pending formula um, that takes this buzz button and turns it into a powder. Um, and it is a flavor and sensation enhancing powder. And if anybody has ever had the buzz button, they know the sensation part I'm talking about. Like the tingle in your mouth and the, on your tongue and everything. Yeah, Absolutely. So along with the powder from the buzz button, there's some, a little bit of citrus, a little bit of ginger. It is this beautiful blue color that I've hued it. I've given it some glitter and iridescence because it's me. And Girl, I love... which you know I love. <laughs> yeah. Any, give me anything with glitter, honey. I'm on and board. It's super beautiful. And the way that I've engineered it is that you can use it as a rim on cocktails, um, as an ingredient in food, an ingredient in cocktails. Um, and actually, the um, I've enriched it with an ingredient that helps suspension. So if you use it in a cocktail, it actually floats and has movement to it. And it's really beautiful. Um, she's versatile. <laughs> she's versatile over her. <laughs> she, she's not just for looks, honey. She's for utility and flavor. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so uh, as you lick this powder, you get it on your tongue. It actually binds to your salivary glands. And as they start to tingle, you become a super taster, what we kind of mentioned before. So suddenly everything is more intense and electrified and elevated. And elevated. Yeah. Um, you want to drink and you want to eat. And um, it's just this really incredible experience. Um, and so, yeah, that's what, that's what electric. I love is. it. Well, and you, you've been so gracious with your time today. You also created an official Hey Girl cocktail for our audience. Did you not? I did. I love it. Tell us about the, the, the cocktail. Absolutely. Um, it's called the Girl Boss and it's um, inspired by you Ooh! and the podcast. <laughs> it's bubbly. It's effervescent. I mean, it's just, it's a play it on the glitters. Spritz. It, it sparkles. Glitters. Um, and what's it, it made with, honey? It's a play on a, a spritz cocktail, um, but I used your favorite vodka and my favorite vodka, yes. the Absolute Elix. Um, strawberry rhubarb rose syrup that I made, Italicus, which is an Italian bergamot liqueur, um, fresh citrus, and then Prosecco has these boba pearls i love using little bobas yeah. to kind of like dance around in the bubbles um and they're three different flavors and colors so i call them rainboba yeah. um, <laughs> which is the... which is appropriate <laughs> for for the hey girl show uh, we we support the rainbow i was being thoughtful with it <laughs> um and then the the rim is the electro dust so it's this brilliant blue on the outside the color is hued like um like a rose color and then there's the, the beautiful boba on the bottom it, and it is it's a gorgeous cocktail and we um we did videotape you making it so uh i will release that as well so you all can see that but let me tell you something this cocktail is so good. <laughs> I mean, and it just doesn't stop. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. Like, you know what I mean? Because you get everything that she just described. You get you get the tingly feeling on your tongue, but then it also down your throat. And it's almost, it's, um, it's an extended um, kind of uh, feeling or, you know, reaction too, because it just lasts a little bit longer than maybe any other cocktail. And I love it. Like it, the, just the, the sensation in your mouth, yeah, you know, the sensation kind of rolls yeah. in and goes for a while. Um, I mean, we had fun making that. We did a video together. I mean, I don't know if you had fun. I mean, I was basically, you made the cocktail. I was basically in the way asking you a million questions, but <laughs> you, were like, you were my supporting role. <laughs> no, we had fun. I love it. And girl, you know, you know, we love Elix. <laughs> uh, yes. Hi, Kristen again. Hey girl. <laughs> um, and, and obviously, obviously we have to thank Natalia as well because she hooked us up with some copper today. Oh, so. Natalia. I love Natalia also. Um, so thank you for that because I, I couldn't be more humbled and honored to have a cocktail created by you for Aww. the show. I really, it really means a lot to me. So I wanted to take this moment to really authentically just give you my, my appreciation and gratitude. It was an honor. Don't make me cry over here, but I love you as a person, as a human, as a friend, and I'm so proud of this podcast. Thank and you. So to be part of it, I'm stoked. <laughs> so listen, well, let's talk. I actually want to just get just a little bit more on Electra. I know that you uh, and Jonathan really, I mean, to, to say that you did it all on your own, it, I mean, it couldn't be more true. So... Can you just walk the audience through, like literally teaching yourself how to do basically every step of this? 
I see how you have a lot of uh, stumbles along the way, but I had just the best partner to do it with. Um, and we have very, we're both very artistic and creators, but with very different skill sets and personalities. But they, so they complement each other, clearly. It's a wonderful balance. It's working out. It's, it's um, working out. I think, I think you're doing okay over there. <laughs> yeah, no, he's brilliant and amazing. Um, and his parents were entrepreneurs, so he has that spirit to him. Um, so he really just has no fear when it comes to things, which is great. Um, I am more the, you know, I've developed the formula. Um, really. And so I told my husband, like, we're going to need to buy this really fancy, expensive lab equipment that we have no idea how to use. And where did you set it up? Like, are you in your garage? Where are you at? So, like, where in the, where in the house I mean, is this, is this electro dust lab? Initially? Yes. We, we, I mean, we were in the living room, um, but we do rent a commercial <laughs> kitchen now. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's where I'm we, just we, envisioning we, like the two boys like crawling Ray. around you guys and you're everyone's <laughs> covered in glitter and <laughs> blue <laughs> I mean, that's what my childhood was like. I right. was covered in glitter all the time. Right. And you're just there with like, you know, like potions yeah. and like, you Everything know, was a, bubbling. <laughs> those little fire, like those little beakers yeah. with the, like the Bunsen burner and everything, you know, <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, we, we do produce now out of a commercial kitchen, but initially it was learning how to do these things at our house and figure it out. Um, and when I, when I told my husband this, I said, no one's ever done this. I actually don't know if it's going to work. I'm like, let's just do it again. It's yeah. a, that's that adrenaline junkie kind of thing. Sure, like, sure, let's sure. Just jump off this cliff. I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. And if it doesn't, I mean, hey, girl. <laughs> like, well, that's yeah. all you can. Hey, girl works in any situation. Yeah, you totally. can just say it for anything, like, c'est la vie, or touche, hey, or just hey. Hey, girl. Or, or, or what? <laughs> <laughs> There's a different way to say it for each emotion. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we got all this stuff all the equipment and fortunately it worked out for us and it, it was you know we, we figured it out and um, moved into our commercial space and um ended up getting some manufacturers to do some things for us but then all of the the crafting of the powder and the products is all done by my husband and i wow in our kitchen space um he is a professor of graphic design at the college here in las vegas at csn and he um designed all of the packaging, the website. Um, we wrote the patent together, which everyone was like, you should probably go spend $15,000 on a lawyer. And it's like, we haven't taken any investors in this. We've done everything ourselves. And we're, we're semi-intelligent people. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I think you're doing okay over there, We ended up writing the Don't patent. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> the uh, trademark. Um, I navigated with the you know, the FDA and the health department and all of the certifications you need. What, to, that's a pretty lengthy process, right? Like, what been, was this? Give me just a timeline of what from from conception to completion. <laughs> well, I think it was <laughs> nine months. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to ask. Go ahead, girl. Um, it was. I think from we started in like, to market. <laughs> uh, we started probably in March when you know the world right when started. COVID really hit hard. Yeah, yeah, when we all got a shit sandwich together. We did, um, we did. So it started in March, but it actually, it was such a beautiful project to throw all of our anxieties, all of our worries, all of our energy into and just have this wonderful distraction um, for our family and to, you know, just be in it together. It helped everybody stay very positive. Um, but we started in March and, and now it's November. So there was a lot of stumbles a lot of learning um and we were planning on launching a lot earlier but it all kind of worked out it was kind of serendipitous kismet that it worked out with this we just launched yesterday on the cover of the rj yeah the review journal honey check yeah. that uh, check that um issue out if you yeah, guys haven't seen it, was it super super cool I, I grew up reading the review journal um and you're on the cover and on the cover, yeah. You're on the cover, honey. Um, and cocktails. God, and it's so amazing. A beautiful article written by an amazing journalist and, and beautiful pictures. And so that was a, an honor. And I'm glad that we waited with our launch to do that. And sure. now we're working with some national media and some other really cool stuff. One being people from this podcast, listeners of this podcast may be familiar um, <laughs> with you. Passport uh, magazine. It's a, a travel magazine yes. coming out. We're, we're doing a piece in that. and um, We love Passport. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful... The, the, the gay travel magazine, <laughs> honey. You can say it. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful magazine. And that was a, a really... That was actually our first opportunity that was presented with us. And um, just super exciting. So... Um, yeah, we, we figured it all out. All the design, all the website, all of the licensing. Um, 
And yeah, we're and launching, we are. And, and you, I'm and you launched. Yeah, okay. and now I'm figuring out social media and all the other things. You need <laughs> I can to help do. you with some and, of okay, that. Perfect. Yeah, I can <laughs> help you with that. You know, here's the thing, and I love it. And all morning, all morning, you've been here at the penthouse, and um, I've been seeing you know your phone going off with order after order after order. I mean, you've got to be proud. Like oh this my God, is it's like the best feeling it's the ever. Best. Um, our platform we're selling through sends you an email every time you get an order. So yeah. it's like ding, right, ding, right, right, ding. right, right. And yesterday, I mean, we. We didn't anticipate it, but we got orders as far as China, um, all over the country. And yesterday You're was worldwide, our, honey. <laughs> yesterday was our soft launch. So today was our actual launch with um, press releases and things yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, it's been such a surreal, really, really, really cool. Um, I was just, just talking with my husband yesterday, like, this is like a pivotal day in our lives. Like, we're going to look back and this day is going to mean something. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I have every confidence that this is going to be a huge success for you guys and it's just going to grow from here i mean electra is not just going to be dust it's going to be a bunch of things i'm sure oh hey girl hey girl so it's, <laughs> it's work with everything. Um, we already do have yeah an extension of our line which is electra pops which we saw online as well oh There's yes tell us about that you brought me super, some i can't wait yeah. to taste them i feel this is the part i feel like i feel like i've kind of started to make quote unquote make it because i'm at a point now where people are bringing me free things <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. special. Um, <laughs> you always made it. Um, but yeah, Electra Pops are these lollipops that are coated with Electra Dust and then um, microdosed with the Electra Dust inside. So our tagline at Electra Dust is the second best thing to do with your tongue. Yes! Um, Honey, yeah. that's brilliant. Thank you. I'm not mad about that. <laughs> and trust me. Uh, Yes, it's going to work. It's going to work. <laughs> um, so as you, you know, lick this lollipop, your tongue starts to tingle and it's such an amazing, amazing experience and it goes on. It, it can be pretty intense at times, but they're really fun to like eat different foods or drink different cocktails with um, and also really good with, um, so I've been told edibles we are looking at partnering that's kind of phase two for electro dust oh, is partnering with edibles um because it is kind of the natural antidote for dry sure, mouth sure, um, sure. that comes with cannabis and things and uh, so that's an industry we're, we're looking at getting so now you also brought me i think there were like some champagne truffle balls tell me yeah, about those electric blue balls yeah <laughs> tell me about the electric blue balls so yeah that's actually a recipe on our website which is www.electrodust.com um we have lots of different inspiration recipes cocktails food um this isn't just because my background is in cocktails doesn't mean this is only applicable to cocktails it actually works really well um especially with you know treats and desserts and things so i love baking um this one in particular is white chocolate truffles that are infused with champagne, uh, rose water, and green cardamom. Um, and then I roll them in the electro dust. So they're, they're glittery and they're blue and they're beautiful. And they look, I think I call it shiny disco balls on our website yes, is, the, I love it. is the name because they're these beautiful iridescent, but it's such a cool experience for a party. And the thing about baking too, people are so intimidated by this, but you make them in the microwave, like super easy. Yeah. Anybody can do it. Really delicious showstoppers and just a fun way to utilize electro dust. And that recipe is on your website? On the website. Awesome. Correct. Do you, I'm curious, I know we've talked a lot about the, um, the versatility of electro dust in regards to like cocktails and even pastries or desserts. Tell me more about the, uh, use, uses that for culinary. Um, so yeah, that's the thing is we're really trying to get it in some chef's hands to do some really fun stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like the world of the, the buzz button is a little bit untapped and we're we're right there on the forefront. You're right of there. It. Um, but I don't know if you remember about 15 years ago, there was a whole like thing about miracle berries mm -hmm. and miracle yeah. buddy miracle berry parties so miracle berry it's similar to the buzz button in some ways where it's very transformative it, it comes from the amazon and it's this little berry and what it does it straps your salty and bitter taste buds and makes everything gratuitously sweet um so you can eat a strawberry and suddenly it is like the best strawberry you've ever had you can <laughs> lick a lemon and it tastes like a piece of lemon candy i love so it it's a really fun thing because you you eat something that you look at it and you know how it tastes and suddenly there's this mind trick that it tastes completely different so people are really fascinated by the miracle berry and we're having all of these food parties and things like that so it's almost in the spirit of that with with chefs that it actually, um, electro dust actually transforms the way that you perceive flavor and the way that things taste. Interesting. Um, so it's a way to manipulate 
the experience, the, the dining experience, the way that flavors taste, sure. whether you're highlighting, elevating certain things. Um, I build some of my dishes around the effects of the buzz button and what it makes me taste, but it's so different for everyone. Um, so it's about creating these um, gastronomic experiences. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big word. It's a big word. It's okay. Um, <laughs> no, you did it. You got it, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Just say, hey, it works. It really does. It, does. it works for anything. Um, but yeah, that's something I think that um, the chefs we've given it to are really blown away, um, and they, they you know love being able to create these experiences for people. So I, I, I think in the future we're going to have a lot of that. I love it. So what I'm basically hearing is the sky's the limit. <laughs> it has so many different applications. I think people kind of jump right now to think cocktails, cocktails. I like sent it to a few friends, like five friends, and when because I'm, I'm like a very private person. So we didn't share it for months and months and people didn't know what I was right, doing for right. months and months. Um, I felt special. I knew. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you are special. Because I was chasing her down saying, I need this exclusive interview. I need this interview the minute you launch. And here we are. Here I love it. Are. She gave We're me a here. Hey Girl exclusive. You are. <laughs> um, and the few friends that I gave it to, I kept going, my husband and I were like, what do you think? What do you think? Like, oh, we're waiting until, like they felt they had to have this precious cocktail experience to utilize it. And it was like, no, like stick your finger in it, stick right. anything in it. I don't care. Get it on your tongue. I don't care how you do it. Because um, it's the second it. best thing that you're going to do with yeah. your tongue. You can and do then, whatever you want with it. And that's the thing is that it, it's not this overly precious thing. It's it's really fun thing. Like I hate rules. I hate boundaries. The only thing I like about them is breaking them. And I <laughs> yes. feel like that this is what Electra does. There's no rules to it. I love being creative and I want people to go out there and just be massively creative and do really cool things and not try to, you know, copy anything that I do right I love that well it I mean listen I I think you're succeeding for sure (laughs) thank you with that and like and I just love all the possibilities that are attached to this Mm -hmm. I mean it's it is it's really one of those um exciting products it can be used in so many ways you know so I mean that's I think uh you know business 101 make sure that make sure that you are that you are valuable in more than one industry and that's the thing about like the lollipops when the friends that we've given them to uh apparently have like a massive like tiktok following or people that want to start like you know you you know when edc comes back to doing live shows you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be selling you need to be selling those lollipops out there we already are on you need to have a booth at edc we've already talked about that and actually the buzz button i'll come work it yeah Yeah. you're hired hey girl hey girl Uh, (laughs) the buzz button's other name is alias it's it's a dancer name is actually electric or electric daisy okay well then there you go yeah yeah we're in it we're in it Mm -hmm. oh girl okay (laughs) so i'm curious after everything that we've talked about and everything you've been through um i know you're incredibly modest but i have to ask you this um in is you know with the competitions opening you know large properties on the Las Vegas trip, creating menus, consulting, now entrepreneur in your own with your own business. Do you ever feel that you've opened doors for other people? Do you feel like you've paved the way in ways? Uh, because I remember you mentioned earlier that this world and the world of molecular mixology was not that uh, extensive or not that large 15 years ago, and it has grown. I believe you have definitely been one of the people at the forefront of that. And I'm curious if you feel that. And if you do, do you feel that as a responsibility? Oh, that's a very cool compliment. And thank you very much. I've been very fortunate in my career to get in, to get in the industry early on. Um, and hopefully, you know, pave the way for others and really help them along with myself um, and really pull people up uh, and create, I think, a lot of times... In our industry, people do things that they see are successful and they copy this and this. And I've always been like, you know, screw rules, do things your own way, have them be an organic kind of reflection of who you are and don't care about the naysayers or the haters kind of thing. Um, so if anybody has embraced that spirit and really, I think that is really cool. Um, but yeah, I've been fortunate to to uh, work with some really cool people that are now doing really amazing things. And I couldn't be more proud. I love it. No, well, I think you do. I really do think you have um, created opportunities for a lot of other people that maybe you're, you're, you're not, maybe you might not even be aware of. Um, So I want to give you that compliment for sure. Hey girl. (laughs) Hey girl. Um, 
And you did. What was that? What, I'm sorry. Just having a moment. This is, I'm going off script. I'm having a moment of, of uh, just a nostalgic moment. You were on the cover uh, uh, with in with Kristen and with a, with a, a handful of other girls. Forgive me. I can't think of the names right now. Um, and it was like the Ladies of Mixology cover. Was that Seven Magazine? Seven Magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, girl. I mean, because that's the thing too. Like, do you feel I have? Okay, I have to ask. Um, and I hope it doesn't. Um, sound divisive or anything in this this question but do you feel that your industry as a woman do you feel like there are additional challenges that you face being a woman and do you think that there were any sort of additional barriers to overcome or do you think that there were actual benefits oh i don't know i could say both i think that it when i especially when i got into the industry it was a very male dominated industry um but being a strong successful female and an executive um you do get a lot of attention being a female um i just always shrug that stuff off and don't sure. let it affect me and it's not really in your goal. it's not in your radar on your radar um, but yeah there, it, it, it it's been brought up a lot that it is a, ma- a very male dominated industry um so but and I love it. And you're, you're just like, yeah. But I just shrug it off because clearly I'm dominating right now. <laughs> like I said, I don't, I don't she like, didn't say that. I'm putting words in your mouth. No <laughs> rules, you. no barriers. I love and it. I just, I just don't. My, I just don't think about those things naturally. That's fine. Yeah. Me, yeah. I had to ask. I'd be mm-hmm. remiss if I didn't ask. Yeah. You know, especially with you know where we are mm-hmm. right now, and you know, and just in every industry, I think that that's a conversation, a valuable conversation that that has come up more and more in the last couple of years. Absolutely, and I, I do think that there should be a seat for everyone at the table. And I have worked for equity for others, um, sure. especially women um, in the industry, and helped mentor. And it is very important to bring other people up with me and now in regards to education i know you mentioned that you do um a lot of uh online training courses and classes how do people get in touch with you if they want to hire you I'm for that type of work yeah you can uh reach out to me at uh reach out to me at my email it is marina so it's m-a-r-i-e-n-a at electrodust.com um but through my company wonderlush i do um curate at cocktail boxes i think mm-hmm. we're gonna actually start getting a website and doing it so stay tuned for that um but it's just been so successful i've been doing some really fun political fundraisers yeah. with that or i'm um, working with a wonderful tequila called castor dragones tequila um doing educational happy hours and, you know, sending these really thoughtful curated boxes of all of my mixes and garnishes and syrups and then doing, you know, an hour long uh, Zoom class on making cocktails. And I just think that it's more than a cocktail. It's a lot about the connection that comes with it. I think a lot of us are missing our friends and missing the connection we have at bars and stuff. So to be able to connect with people that way over a cocktail and have this great experience has been, it's been very valuable and just really fun and, and, a cool experience for me. Yes. Let me ask you then, actually, because um, you just kind of touched on it. Obviously, uh, COVID-19 has affected all of our lives. And I'm just curious, your personal opinion, where do you think the cocktail experience goes from here? Do you think it has changed forever? Or do you think it'll eventually rebound back to what we remember as quote unquote normal? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm a an a eternal optimist, and me too. Oh my god, hey girl, no get <laughs> hey Um, yeah, I just i I think it'll rebound and be better than ever. Um, and I think that we just take all of the intel and the learning from this experience and apply it, apply it to the formulas in the future, and uh, just enrich and grow um, from here. I love it. Perfect. So I, of course, will post all of your details uh in the description of the episode but just tell us really quick how can people uh order electrodust if they'd like i saw our website uh www.electrodust.com um and our instagram is electra.dust um and we've been curating some really fun photos and things on there as well yeah you guys you're gonna have to go check that out because i looked at their instagram last night and was blown away i mean it's <laughs> fabulous and they just launched it it's like it's already amazing and so. my, my wonderful husband who i rave about um is our photographer as well i love it i love it well it's fabulous well listen you know i'm a huge fan i love it and i also just it's always so refreshing and inspiring to speak to somebody who is so clearly passionate about their work 
It's inspiring. It's uplifting. So I just want you to know you're probably inspiring people without even realizing it. The fact that the, the amount of care and the amount of attention to detail that you put into everything that you do, I have to give you that compliment. And I, again, I'm just so humbled and honored to have you as the season one finale. Aww. Not only that, but also during your product launch, which I know is going to be a huge success for you. And if that wasn't enough, again, you created a Hey Girl cocktail, which is just so good. So, but I just want to thank you. And I really, honestly, it's just so impressive. And oh. I'm very proud of you. And I'm proud to call you a friend. Uh, here's our love fest. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on, Bill. I am such a fan of you. Like I said, as a human, as a friend, I love the podcast. I love everything you do. I'm super proud. And just, you know, it's an honor for me to create the Hey Girl cocktail, be on the finale, and just hang out with you at the Hey Girl penthouse. We it's had fun beautiful today. here, guys. It's gorgeous. I know. And, you know, honestly, like I... I, not because I think I'm a celebrity or anything, but I am pretty selective over who I let walk through those doors. <laughs> Only because this is my space. Like, this is my, this, you know, this is your home. You know Yeah, I, mean? I got a really good pat down from the bouncer outside. <laughs> I mean, he let me you in. You got through security. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. Um, yeah, no, but no, I only, you know, it is. I, I'm very grateful for, for, for the pan house. So zen. And like, I can't go to spas anymore for obvious reasons. <laughs> well, you come so, over like, here, girl. Yeah, it's like come a over. mental vacation. It's so relaxing. There's a beautiful pool. I mean, I feel we have like, like the, in... the gym and the spa downstairs. So yeah. you're always, you have access, you have full access. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uncle Bill gets to watch the kids. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so just to close it off, I'm, I'm curious, do you, I want to give you an opportunity to give any sort of final thoughts or maybe uh, words of encouragement or inspiration to maybe somebody who's aspiring to do what you've done? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, um, just do it. Like Nike said, <laughs> my thing. Yeah. Uh, don't let fear get in the way um, of doing it, which I know is really, really hard, uh, but just, I feel like, I don't know. Wow. That's, that's okay. It's, take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I really, you know, I love, I re, I've always loved that. Uh, I, I'm, I don't even know who I'm quoting, so forgive me. Um, but I did not come up with this, but I've always loved the, I heard somebody say once that, you know, you don't have to be fearless, but you just can't let fear stop you. Oh God, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so true because a lot of times people, will always they assume like, that like maybe somebody who maybe appears mm-hmm. to just go after like really challenging things and they, they maybe, um unfairly give them too much credit like they're like oh how do they just they just they they're fearless they they never they're never afraid of anything and you're like no those people are scared too they just don't let it stop yeah. them you know what I mean? and that's that's so true and so beautiful and there's so so many people that always approach me and ask or can't understand that i'm actually like a shy introvert um because they don't see me that way um so yeah it's i just get out there do it don't be afraid everybody stumbles everybody messes up because that's the thing i mean what is again and now i don't want to be on like the the, i'm not trying to pull from a cliche rolodex of inspirational quotes (laughs) right now or anything but but what is that thing to say that success that failure is a part of success i mean you're gonna you're going to you're going to it's not gonna work out perfectly every time so just you know be ready for that i think it you know what it's also one of those things that it the you know you find yourself more in your failures than you do in your successes absolutely and there's a, a beautiful while we're doing the cliche quotes yeah um it's a beautiful quote that says learn the learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist yes oh i Picasso. like that one okay girl. um and then there's also a lot of like richard branson has a lot of quotes about just fake it till you make, make it. it yeah just and there's a i've lot done of, that many times yeah <laughs> i'm doing that right now shut up no. <laughs> girl i did that with this podcast too <laughs> i was watching youtube tutorials on on like how to record and like how to edit and and that's why i admire thing. you so much is this like same thing just get out there and do it and with this like in this day and age like if you have an ounce of curiosity and critical thinking like you can make it happen um just don't let fear stop you i think i don't want to sound like an old person that's like oh that younger generation you know like waving my finger figure to finger at them or anything um but i think that there are so many more resources available to to uh everyone now than maybe when you and I were growing up to, to create, there are so many, there are like free apps on your phone to to do like graphic design. There's, you know, you like, that's just one example, but there are so many more resources that I think are available now to be creative and build something that's innovative and um, visually appealing. Absolutely. Just get out there and just start, start creating. (laughs) Curiosity and passion. People always ask what the two biggest attributes that have gotten me where I am is curiosity and passion. 
And on that note, I think that that's actually a really perfect place to, to stop. Thank you so much. I Aww. love you. I adore you. I know we've already had our love fest, so we don't have to go there again. But um, check out Electra Dust. You won't be disappointed. It's fabulous. And hopefully, I don't know, maybe I might be having to, like, you know, just dreaming. Uh, but I would love to see the girl boss, the official cocktail of Hey Girl, on a menu somewhere. Absolutely. One day. I, I promise you I will. <laughs> um, and I'll come over and make it at the, the Hey Girl penthouse. Yes! Whenever you want. Uh, <laughs> I know. I love it. Yes. And you guys check out the video that we have posted of uh, Marina making the uh, hey, official Hey Girl cocktail, Girl Boss. Um, and so you can make it at home. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. You know how much I love you. I love hey, girl. Hey, girl. I know. It just, it just works for everything. <laughs> I'm going to be yelling at my sons later. Hey, hey girl. girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So that was the season one finale of Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, we will be back in February. Uh, this is the perfect time for you guys to enjoy your family, enjoy the holidays, and also catch up on any episodes that you missed of Hey, girl. Season one. Um, we're going to be back next season. And as I said, in February, and I've got some really exciting things coming up, starting to build the Hey Girl production team as well. And we will be launching a YouTube channel simultaneously with the podcast in season two. So you will be able to not just listen, you can watch too. (laughs) All right, girl, have a good one. Congratulations on all your success. And thank you so much. And we'll uh, talk soon. We'll talk soon. Have a good one, girls. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.